Freaks. Happy Friday. My name is Alyssa Canova, and this is a podcast called Freaks and Shrieks, obviously, where I talk about some horror movies that I watched this week. Are we all gearing up for Halloween? I um I just ordered some costumes for my dog and we had a little um had a little fashion show. She absolutely hates them. Um they both come with hats, which are just not not good for her. She's got a lot of hair. <laughs> um and um she absolutely hates it. So I don't think I'm gonna be able to actually get her back in one uh for Halloween. But um that's okay. I don't think we really have any plans anyway. <laughs> um I don't know why I always do that. I spend money on costumes and I'm like this is so cute and then it's like okay, look at it and then it's that's it. Um <laughs> but anyway, in honor of it being the weekend before Halloween, I wanted to get a little get a little witchy with it this week. Um and by the time this comes out, I will have stayed up way past my bedtime listening to Taylor Swift and dissecting her new songs, which is probably some witchy behavior on its own considering the millions of people that will be doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. But if you're interested on my thoughts on the 1989 re-record and the vault tracks, I'm going to put those up on my blog, on my website uh, soon, and I'm going to try to not talk about Taylor Swift on the main podcast. But um, the blog is also going to be a place for like follow-up commentary about this week's episodes and movies and themes. Um, So, you know, go to my website, check that out, subscribe to The Freak Show if you want to be notified when I post new content like that. But um, without further ado, let's talk about some witches. Now, I want to say a shout out and a sorry to my friend Melly. We're not talking about The Wizard of Oz, but I will acknowledge it as a horror movie um, and probably one of the most influential uh, films about witches of all time. Um, You know, and I was also considering watching The Witches of Eastwick and, you know, then I was thinking of doing The Craft, but considering both Neve Campbell and Skeet Ulrich are both in that movie, I figured we'd take a break since we just did Screamathon last week. Um, And I know everyone loves The Witch starring young Anya Taylor-Joy. For me, it's just okay. Rosemary's Baby is one that I absolutely love. And I also love Hocus Pocus when I need something even lighter or The Witches based on the Roald Dahl book, the one from the 90s, not the new one with Anne Hathaway. I haven't seen the new one with Anne Hathaway. And why would I when the original has Angelica Houston? It's like... It's like they're this the same thing about them redoing Haunted Mansion. It's like, yeah, sure, we love Danny DeVito, but Wallace Shawn was in the original. Like, why would you even try to outdo that? But anyway, um, but if you want some more witchy vibes, I did cover The Love Witch on our Valentine's Day episode. So um, go check that out if you're interested in that. The Love Witch... I think even after watching this week's movie, it, movies is still the best uh, witchcraft movie we have in like the 21st century. Um, so guess, go listen to that if you want some more witchy, witchy stuff. Um, but, you know, I think even Suspiria has some witchy vibes. So what the conclusion I'm coming to is that we'll definitely have to do some more installments of this Witch Week series. But for Witch Week 2023, I chose The House of the Devil and The Wretched. So let's start with The House of the Devil from 2009. This is a film by Ty West starring Jocelyn Donahue. And the opening title card uh, sets us up for like the 80s satanic panic. You know, it basically says this percentage of people believe in, in, in devil worshipers and blah, blah, whatever. Just setting the stage, right? And it's set in the 80s and the whole film is like very much shot like an 80s uh, splatter movie. Um you know, we move slowly through a house during the opening credits, um, and we we meet our protagonist, um, this 
a young girl named Sam, Samantha. Um, she is renting a house, you know, and she, you know, doesn't even have like a deposit, but you know, the old woman is like nice and sweet on her. And so she waves it. And anyway, then we have like the opening credits sequence, um, to like some, 80s techno music um I mean get like a classic like 80s title screen and the whole movie is very slow very slow moving a lot of like tension building a lot of just like vibes a kind of like serene in a way until we get to the end um but Sam she gets back to her dorm room like on campus and her roommate is having sex so she leaves and she goes outside and she takes a flyer for a quote babysitter needed and the s has a dollar sign through it um but she calls this uh, number on the payphone and leaves a message and they call back immediately on the payphone and this creepy guy says that he will meet her right outside the student center and so she like goes and lays like on these concrete steps for like a while like she ends up taking a nap and no one ever shows up so she leaves um so next scene she's just um she's at a pizza parlor with her best friend who is played by Greta Gerwig <laughs> and shout out Greta Gerwig love Barbie um love Lady Bird more to be honest but anyway we're um she uh, they're like having pizza and basically Sam says that she's only got like $85 in her bank account and she doesn't even know how she's gonna like pay her first month's rent to this house she's renting um but you know Greta is like it's okay my family's rich I can spot you if you know if it's dire if you need anything but Sam goes back home and she gets another call from uh that creepy guy that needs a babysitter because like she had left her number on the message before but he like immediately just called back on the payphone but now he's calling back her number um and he says that like the other person that was gonna be the babysitter fell through so he needs someone that night like immediately and he's gonna pay double so she gets Greta to pick her up and in the car ride Greta I don't remember the character's name I'm sorry she's Greta Gerwig to me but she mentions that there's an eclipse that night and they pull up to this huge gorgeous house like it's more like a mansion and it's in the middle of nowhere and the guy that answers the door is old and bald with a white beard and a cane and like a perfect black suit and tie um and he's very tall um but he's got that voice that's like kind of creepy but kind of sexy um and he gets sam like he he invites them both inside and then he gets sam to the other room and he's like i'm only planning on paying for one of you and she's like oh you know don't worry about her she's gonna leave she's just dropping me off um but then he drops the bombshell that he doesn't actually have a child um and this job is actually uh to look after his mother-in-law um and she like immediately wants to bail but he offers her like another two hundred dollars and she demands another hundred so four hundred dollars total now he's offering for her to just stay here for four hours while this woman uh, probably just sleeps in her bedroom you know and when she tells Greta about it Greta's like no like they lied to you that's shady something is up here like we should just go and she's like listen it's four hundred dollars <laughs> um so I'm not gonna do that and it's like I don't know why she doesn't just get her friend to stay like you know that would be you know you don't have to pay her but like getting her all the way out there and then getting her to come back and pick you up and it's like they've already like flipped the script on you the least you can do is like let your friends stay with you but no she leaves so 
Greta is driving away and like her car starts being weird. So she pulls over for a minute and she goes to light a cigarette. And this guy just like pops up by her window with a lighter. And she's like very startled. But she she takes the light and then she's like, where the fuck did you come from? And he looks at her kind of funny and he asks if she's the babysitter. And she's like, no, I'm not the fucking babysitter. And he shoots her right in the head just immediately takes her out. Um, and then the car starts like rolling away. So he like hops in and like stops the car and smokes her cigarette. So got tense real fast, but back at the house, um, the old guy is like still tediously like preparing to leave and like telling this girl like, Oh, you know, she's very able bodied more so than me. She probably won't mean anything or need anything. You're just here for like insurance, I guess. Um, which is like such overkill like I mean obviously I know this is a setup but it's also just like fuck you for even (laughs) for doing this and also you could have been like yeah the kids are upstairs in their room don't disturb them (laughs) like it didn't have to you know like the creepiness of this movie I guess I guess they do this like flip the script on you in the beginning to like make you feel really uneasy about what's gonna happen but after what does happen it's like you really didn't need all that drama you could have just said you needed you know a caretaker but you know the guy does say that every time he like advertises just needing like a caretaker or a home nurse or someone to look after his older mother like no one wants to do it which is like I just you know find that obviously very hard to believe but anyway he's being he's being very creepy and then his wife finally shows up and she's also being creepy you know the way that old people are creepy to like young pretty girls um But yeah, she comes up from the basement, like wearing these furs and they're chatting and Sam is just so obviously uncomfortable. Um, But they finally leave and they even like give her money for pizza. And she tries to call to call Greta on the phone to see if she's home. Obviously, she's not. Um, And then she calls to order some pizza. And, you know, she's exploring the house a little bit. It's absolutely gorgeous. And frankly, it looks almost exactly like the house from uh, Mrs. Tingle's house from the movie Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Um, Throwback to episode four, class of 99. Um, It's very much like, like, just wow and there's so much wood everywhere in a way that like other houses like don't have wood like it's an old house with like lots of wood and lots of stained glass so it's just very similar to me but you know it's gorgeous tons of rooms um but she eventually just kicks back and watches some tv and they're talking about the eclipse on the news and so she turns that off and then she like puts her Walkman uh, headphones in and she goes into the billiards room and starts shooting some pool and she's dancing around the whole house listening to some like 80s pop music and I just feel like something awful is about to happen and then she like bumps into a table and breaks a fucking vase, probably a priceless vase. Um, and then like as she's cleaning this up, she notices in this closet, it's like full of furs, like fur coats and she thinks that's interesting because the woman had told her before that she was getting her furs out of the basement and she's like so why is there also furs in the closet I don't know maybe they're fucking rich and they have a ton of fur um but then she also notices like a picture of the car and first like I I I didn't clock what was so weird about this because I I think they took the car when they left, but she notices like the car in the photo and then she goes out to the driveway and now there's just like a van there, just like a random van, which I guess she didn't notice before. But to me, it's like, there's barely even a driveway. It's kind of just like, 
you know, open land all around them. And I just, I, I assume the van was like parked there already. I don't know. But she, she is like freaking herself out. Like she's getting worked up. She grabs a knife. She's walking around the house. Like someone's going to pop out and murder her, you know? And she's just, she just knows something's up, you know? Um, and then like at one point on, like we see her like listening through this door and I don't even know if she can hear anything but then we just see a flash of the other side of the door and it's like a family of three and it's like the parents are dead and the child is also dead in the middle of a pentagram and it's very creepy but we just see like one frame of it and then nothing and so she doesn't even see anything the protagonist what's her name sam she doesn't even see anything but the pizza but the pizza the pizza guy buzzes the door and so she runs to the front door throws the money at him and shuts the door immediately she is not sticking around but then we see that it's the guy that shot greta so bad news and he kind of lurks around a little and then he goes to smoke a cig so we're kind of getting the idea that like the whole oh here's twenty dollars to buy pizza thing was a um was a ruse um she sits on the couch and she's eating a slice of pizza, but I guess it must like taste weird or something because she goes to throw it out and drink some water. But then she like hears some strange noises that lead her back upstairs. And at this point we are over an hour in and like not much has happened, but I'm also terrified. And in the upstairs bathroom, she just sees like a bunch of black hair in the tub, like, like a whole haircut worth of like longish black hair. And now she's creeping up some more stairs and she pulls on a string for this uh, light bulb and the bulb pops and then all the lights in the house go out. But as the as as the bulb fades, it does like a little eclipse thing, you know, and we know like the moon is eclipsing that night as well. And then it goes out completely. And then we see someone like moving on the other side of this door that is at the top of these stairs. And finally, like a hand comes around and it's like an old lady hand. Um, and then like Sam starts getting like real like woozy and she like barely makes it down the stairs, but she collapses like in the middle of the hallway. And then we see a red moon overhead. We see candles flickering, flashing lights. Sam has like a rag in her mouth and she's bound at the wrists and at the ankles. And she's in the middle of a pentagram surrounded by candles. And she screams as much as she like can with a rag in her mouth. But then the creepy old man and his creepy old wife start approaching from the shadows wearing cloaks. And the guy, the pizza guy, the light slash the guy that killed um, Greta, he's also there. And then there's much older woman that doesn't even seem to have a nose. She honestly looks like one of those like old Muppets, like one of those old Muppet guys. That's what she looks like. Just like puffy and made of felt. Um, but they start like they start lifting up her her like nightdress and then they draw a pentagram on her abdomen in blood and then they place a ram skull on top of her stomach and then the old lady slits her wrists and bleeds it into the skull and then takes the blood and draws something in blood on her forehead and then takes the blood that has collected in the ram skull and pours it into her mouth. And, you know, this is when she really starts majorly freaking out. And she's actually able to break free for a minute. And she pokes out the eye of the pizza guy. And then she runs upstairs. But he, like, meets her on the other side. Like, he came up some other stairs, I guess. And he shoots her in the shoulder. But she manages to slice his throat pretty good right after that. 
And so he slumps over and dies. And the old woman comes to get Sam and just like drags her away. And she goes and she stares out the the window at the moon and she takes off her wig and she's, you know, got like, like very like sparse, like hair underneath. And it's, it looks honestly almost exactly like the witches from the Roald Dahl witches movie from the nineties, like that, like bald hair with like sparse, sparse hair, because, you know, the idea of a woman being bald has to be disgusting. So they have to make it look disgusting <laughs> as possible. Um, but whatever. And then Sam goes up and like stabs her in the back. But she keeps getting what seem to be like shooting headaches with like these horrible visions. But she like makes it out of the front door and she runs into this cemetery. And she's followed closely behind by the old guy. And like... You know, they get to the cemetery and she's just like covered in like blood in this nightgown. And she's like screaming. She's like, what did you do to me? And, you know, now she's like hearing all these like whispers in her head. And the guy is there and he's like, just accept him. Like, like they're ready for you or whatever. I don't know. He says something real creepy like that. And, you know, she points a gun at him and he's like, you can kill me if you want, but I'm just a messenger. Um, and so instead she points the gun at herself and like the eclipse is like literally just moments away and she points the gun at herself and kills herself because she does not want to see what happens when the eclipse comes. And also cause she's just been like brutally tortured, um, real dark, real dark. And then we get like a news report on TV that says, the eclipse basically ended a lot quicker than it should have. Um, and it's like this weird, unexplained phenomena. And then we realize we're in a hospital and we move through the hallway. Um, and there's like a light, creepy piano score playing. And then we see Sam in the hospital bed. Because apparently she survived shooting herself in the fucking head. And she's got this cast like all the way around her head, right? And a nurse comes in and injects her with something. And then she's like talking to her, even though she's like comatose. And she's like, you're going to be fine. And then she touches her stomach and she says, both of you. <laughs> and then the credits roll and it's like yellow text over like the screen. Oh, my God. Honestly, a perfect movie, in my opinion. So creepy. Lots of mystery. Lots of build up. Lots of like... Ooh, lots of questions I have, but oh, very spooky, both of you. Oh, it just so creepy. And honestly, I think the ending, like her shooting herself would have been a fine ending, but that being the false ending and then this, of course, adds an extra level of creepy um, because it's like, oh, you know, actually shit's not over. Um, and what's going to happen to that little demon baby inside her belly? I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> honestly because I think the movie ended where it should have um but yeah so that was the house of the devil by Ty West he's the guy that ended up doing X and Pearl and Maxine so we're definitely gonna have to uh, talk about him some more on the podcast at a later date but this one his his 2009 uh you know 10 years before he would really pop off like still really good really talented I think all right, now let's get into The Wretched from 2019. Um, this is a movie by Brett and Drew Pierce, I assume brothers, um, starring John Paul Howard. He plays like the teenage boy in this who is, you know, the lead. <clears throat> so opening credits 
we see a bunch of kids toys just like left out in the rain and an 80s pop ballad is playing and the screen says 35 years ago so once again 80s vibes a young woman comes into a house um she's like i'm here um and she notices that the telephone is off the hook so she uses it to call her mom um apparently she's at this house to babysit you know her mom wants to make sure her boyfriend isn't there whatever she goes through the house trying to find the family or the kid or anyone and eventually she finds this woman feasting on a child um and she's got these you know crazy demon teeth and she looks up to the door of the basement and a man quickly shuts it. So now she's down there with this child eating demon um, and she screams. And then we see a symbol on the door of what looks like an upside down A. Um, and then it starts to like shake and, and wiggle. And then we get like the actual extended opening credits. Um, and there's like a grungy, cheesy horror movie rock band type song playing. And then we get five years ago. Okay. So more present day. Um, this like teenage boy, he wakes up on a bus. He's got a cast on his left arm and he stops at this gas station and we see that he's visiting his dad. So, you know, he like normally lives with his mom, but he's spending some time with his dad and he doesn't really want to discuss the cast on his arm. But the next day, like we see their neighbors and it's this family, um, which supposedly it's like a vacation home. So probably just like a family that's there for the season or the weekend or something. Um, but it's a, a wife, a husband, um, a kid that's like five and a baby. And this teenage boy, he goes down with his dad to like the marina. Um, they both work there. And we meet this, you know, sassy girl who's going to end up being his friend or whatever. Next, we see a shot of that mom from next door. She's on an off-trail hike with, like, this five-year-old boy, her son, right? Um, and the kid finds that, like, upside-down A symbol in a tree. And he takes a Polaroid of it. Um, the mom goes off to pee, and she loses him. He, like, hears her voice coming from this hole that's at the base of this tree trunk. And the voice is, like, getting madder and madder at him and trying to, like, coax him to come into the hole. Um, and then the mom finds him and, you know, it's all good. And they go home and the dad gets home with the baby and the mom apparently like hit a deer on the way home. So she's planning to gut it and harvest the meat. So she's got like a whole dead deer in the, the bed of her truck. And she decides to do this in front of the little boy. And when she like guts the deer, all the guts come out like black and rotted, like it doesn't look right. And so they just like leave it in the back of the truck. But later that night we see these like black clawed hands rip it open from the inside and then like crawl out of it and that night like the the teen boy he thinks he like hears some something lurking around um and he like goes to look at the neighbor's house and the neighbor like shoes him away um and the next morning he sees like the kid like playing with like this hole that has like formed under the porch and he goes up to him and he's like, don't, don't play over there. Um, which like, yeah, good call, I guess. So, you know, that, that night the teen is supposed to have dinner with dad and his new girlfriend, but he is not into that. So he goes to this party he gets invited to instead. He gets drunk and he tells, he tells this, this girl that works with him that the reason he has a cast is because he was stealing Vicodin from a neighbor. And when he got was about to get caught he jumped out of a second story window and they get flirty and they almost kiss but then he vomits on her instead 
a classic um and then a hotter girl shows up to give him water and then like leads him into the pool and takes his shorts off and um you know he's got like one arm up because he can't get his cast wet and then everyone else shows up and you know laugh at him for having his dick out and meanwhile back at the at the vacation house or whatever we see these like glowing eyes and like spindly fingers by the by the baby crib until suddenly the baby is missing and when the mom goes to check on him, there's like a bundle of sticks swaddled up in the cradle. Um, and then she gets grabbed by the ankles and dragged under the crib. And when the teen gets home, he sees someone like walking away from the house. Um, and then the dad pulls up and obviously he was worried about him because he didn't know where he was. And, you know, the next morning, the neighbor mom, she's just not, she's just not right. And I still don't know where the hell the baby is. Um, but now this little kid is worried because one of his bunnies is missing and it's like, kid, fuck your bunnies. Where is your brother? (laughs) Um, and he sees her standing in the window and her body is like all weird and she's like all like, you know, creaky and cracky and it's gross. And so the kid goes to like hide in, in the other house in the, in like the teen's house with where he's staying with his dad. And when the kid, when he gets home, you know, he's like, don't let her in. And the mom is at the door just being like extra still and creepy. And she's wearing a long, pretty dress and they don't let her in. But then the dad shows up and is like, what, what's going on? And the kid runs out to see the dad and they leave with the mom. And she's just so eerie. Like she's practically like floating. And, I still don't know where the fuck the baby is. Um, and so the teen obviously starts spying on them from next door. And the next day at work, he is supposed to have a lesson with the little kid from next door, but he never shows up. So he goes to their house and he knocks on the door and is like, hey, like, is your son okay? I didn't see him see him at lessons. And he's like, I don't have a son. We don't have any kids. Like, what are you talking about? And so now he's like, um, fuck. So he's like, okay, whatever. Bye. And then under the doormat, he sees that like upside down A symbol again. And he takes a picture of it and he reverse Google image searches it. And, you know, we, of course, just see like a couple of keywords from his research or whatever. Dark mother born from the root rock and tree feasts upon the forgotten. So that's basically all we know of this lore, this witch lore. But um, in his room, he's, you know, still spying on the neighbors and he's invited his little work girlfriend over. Um, He even draws a line of salt in front of his bedroom door. And at this point, I just feel like there's clear proof of kidnapping. So, you know, just call the damn cops before getting on Wikipedia, which he's like totally consumed in now. And, you know, obviously this girl thinks that he's kind of going a little crazy Anyway, so she she leaves, but not before like writing a little note that says like I know what's in your cellar, um, and leaving it under the um the doormat or like I I think she like puts it under the door even, um, and it has like a doodle of a witch on it. And so when the guy next door opens the door and and reads this note, he goes and starts to look in the cellar because on the note it said we know it's in your cellar and before he can unlock it the wife comes out in another gorgeous gown gorgeous hair holding a beer total temptress and it's just like honey come to me (laughs) i don't know um and then she whispers some freaky shit in his ear like she's speaking tongues and he gets like totally hypnotized and his ear even starts bleeding Um, but he is not fucking going in that cellar. So then we see this woman in the shower. I'm just going to call her the witch. We see this witch in the shower 
And then we see her in the mirror and she's like absolutely falling apart. Like her skin is like real loose. It's not cute. And the husband has just turned into a zombie and he's just mowing the lawn, just continuously mowing the lawn. And she gets herself looking good. She goes right up to the neighbor's door. She takes that witch note and puts it right under their door. (laughs) And then um, we see her coming out of the cellar again later that day. The husband is still mowing the lawn. And so the teen goes to get some bolt cutters to try and break into their cellar. Again, I'm not pro-cop, but I feel like a cop could get in there with a warrant and a gun if you just tell him that a kid is missing. Like, stop playing detective. This little boy, you're, like, you're going to get killed. <laughs> you're going to get killed. Um, but anyway, in the cellar, he sees a photo of the family with the dad's face scratched out. And now he decides to call the cops. So literally while he's still in their cellar, which like, dude, get out. Because <laughs> um, I guess maybe he needed to know for sure that the kid was real. But, you know, so he sees this photo of like the mom and the baby and the little kid and the dad's face is scratched out. So he calls the cops and starts to report a missing child. But then he sees this other photo that really freaks him out. And he leaves before finishing that phone call. And this photo is of his work girlfriend's family. Her face and like her mom's face, I guess, are scratched out and her little sister's face is still there, suggesting that, you know, the little girl is going to be the next victim. So he goes to call her and he's like, where's your little sister? Like, is she okay? What's up? What's up with your little sister? And she's like, who are you talking about? And she's like, oh, fuck, he's got her too. Um, So he, um, he goes to like the marina, which I guess is right pretty close to the park in the woods or whatever um and he sees the witch walking into the woods with this little girl um you know his work girlfriend's little sister um and then he like follows him into the woods and he finds her getting dragged into the base of this tree um and then he gets knocked out and he wakes up just like looking at the dark sky through the trees when he gets home his dad is there talking to the cops and the dad's girlfriend is there too Um, And like the bolt cutters are on the table. So like obviously they thought he was missing again and he's back. And the dad, you know, sees that he's been trying to break into the neighbors. He's like, are you on drugs again? (laughs) And, you know, he's obviously like, no, huge misunderstanding. Um, The neighbor is eating children. But, you know, the dad's girlfriend is in the kitchen and like like she and, and and the teenager like have a moment where like it's just them in the room together and like her face goes dark and her skin goes weird and she like starts to screech or something and he like pulls a knife out of the knife block and just like slices her arm and so then after that when the dad comes in the room it just fully looks like he attacked her so he calls the cops on him and he's getting taken away by the cops right but the girlfriend like hypnotized the cop before he even got into the car and we see the blood coming out of his ear and he doesn't take him to the the police station he takes him out into the middle of nowhere drags him out of the car dunks his head into this body of water and holds it there till he nearly drowns but then a dog shows up and attacks the cop so he stops but then the cop shoots the dog and then he points the gun at the teen for a second and he's like oh no please don't and so then he points the gun under his own chin and shoots himself. I probably should have put a trigger warning on this. We got a lot of shooting. We we got a lot of self-inflicted fire here in this episode. But back home, the dad was about to go to the station to see his son. Um, but before he does that, he decides to see what all the fuss is about with the neighbor's cellar. So he goes into it and eventually he finds there there's a body with like a mid midsection totally hollowed out. There's a body hanging from the ceiling. 
there's this shrine type area with candles and the photos that you know his son had seen before and we see this photo that had been on his fridge that is a picture of him and his son and his ex-wife and him and the wife's and the son's uh, faces are all scratched out. Um, at, the, at this point, he gets stabbed in the back by someone wearing a ram skull mask, like almost exactly like the uh, skull that was in the last movie, but in mask form. Um, and he slaps a mask off of her, and it's the girlfriend. And her bones do all kinds of freaky, creaky shit. And then, you know, a black spindly hand just comes right out of her gut. And then an entire, like, gray body comes out of her body and then the son like shows up and shoots her and him and the father are able to get away setting fire to the house as they leave it and but then he starts getting all these memories of his younger brother who he had been hypnotized to forget all this time um and he remembers like he was like with him this whole time but you know we had no idea because he had already been like hypnotized to forget that he existed i guess the dad's girlfriend was doing that or the neighbor was doing that or hard to say um i guess there's like that's not that's something i hadn't thought about till now it's like do the witches like turn each other or are there just multiple witches i'm unsure um but anyway they he remembers he has a little brother so he goes into the house uh to save him and the girl from work shows up and asks where the fuck her sister is because i guess she's come to now as well and we hear a kid yelling from that hole in the tree um so you know they 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 go to the tree in the woods and he pours gasoline all around the tree and he ties himself to a rope and decides that he's going in but if he doesn't get out in time he wants the girl to like draw a salt circle around the tree and then burn it to like trap the witch so now he's like in this wet hole and we hear like all this shrieking and he finds his brother nestled in this bundle of hay and sticks and he gets him out of there. But then he goes back in because he wants to try and save, you know, the sister and I guess anyone else he can. So he's lurking around with this flashlight and we hear and then we see that this witch feasting on this little boy and then like dragging him away. Um, and she's got the, you know, freaky sharp teeth. She looks really scary. Uh, you know, the kid's able to get a couple gunshots in. I guess he got the gun from the cop. He's also able to make it out with the friend's little sister. He, yeah, he makes it out. And, but like right after he makes it out, the dad crashes his car right into the tree and presumably hits the witch, I guess. It, it suggests that she got hit by the car. But also, which witch is this? Is this the neighbor mother witch or is this the, I guess the other witch got shot. Can you shoot witches? Does that work? I don't know. Their bones are like dancing inside their body. I feel like, like normal things don't have normal effects on them um but anyway i guess we're back to present day because i don't know it does it definitely doesn't feel like or no it's definitely not five years later it's definitely just the next day so when we got that like five years earlier tag before i don't know when we came five years back so maybe they're just like this movie should have come out in 2014 i don't know i don't know what they're saying um with the five years ago thing but anyway so it's daylight you know the girl from work she's in therapy as i'm sure they all are and the guy and the gal they share an awkward little kiss goodbye so i guess it's like the end of the summer i don't know not that much time has passed but a little time has passed but they share a little goodbye and an awkward little kiss but when the kid is like going home with his mom and his brother he notices that like the daisy that she put behind his ear she he notices that it's fake 
and he's like kind of troubled by that and he like pulls it apart and realizes it's plastic um and then we see her back at work and she's on this little boat with three little kids that she's taking out fishing because you know that seemed to be her job throughout the movie but then we just we just zoom into her face and she just has the the slightest bit of a smirk and it's like, mm, she about to eat them kids? Is, is she actually the one going fishing? You know? Um, don't really know. It's kind of a mystery because then the credits roll. But I like that. I like a movie that ends on a little bit of mystery. We don't need anything over explained. I thought it was still like very scary. Um, of the two, which is my favorite? I don't know. They're both good in, in, in their own different ways. I think House of the Devil was more like was executed better artistically but um you know the wretched was also was also a fun watch so yeah i think we are gonna end a bit early this week um after having like an over two hour long episode last week um i hope you don't mind that this one is only about 40 minutes but yeah i hope you do some witchy shit this weekend make some brews eat some children manifest some shit do some love spells, do some hexing. Um, I support all of it. So yeah, follow me on Instagram at Freaks and Treaks. Uh, subscri- subscribe to The Freak Show on the website. And, you know, come back next week for some more stuff. I hope you have an amazing Halloween weekend. Uh, stay safe and um, don't kill anybody. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>